Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. Hello, this is Adam. This is Lisa. Hi, so welcome to Designated Parent. A uh, podcast mm-hmm. where we look at children's programming through the eyes of adult beverages. We did not discuss our beginnings. We're sorry that it is awkward. We're going to sound very unprofessional on this podcast. Oh, guys, we're unprofessional. Yeah. No one is paying us. No one is. We are not professionals, but welcome. But welcome and cheers, and cheers with our very large glasses. So. My glass is a, a very full, very full glass of wine. I have to get up very early tomorrow. I do not have to get up very early because I will be going to summer camp tomorrow. Yes, Cub Scout summer camp. I mean, like, I'm legit kind of excited about this. It seems like it's going to be fun. It's going to be... It seems like it's going to be hot. Yes. That, <laughs> That's what it seems like. That is going to be a thing. I cannot deny. Although the weather is supposed to break, it's not supposed to be as ridiculously hot as it it was this past week yeah it's been up in the upper 90s every day these last week which is quite hot for dayton ohio in july and we also have this thing called humidity here which is not to be trifled with truth so um yeah all things considered i would not like to um not like to do this but um okay (laughs) but you're doing it and it'll be lovely um, and it's not supposed to be as hot. Yeah, it's not going to be as hot. And, so. like, you have, your the Cub Scout dads are your friends, too. Yeah, like, legit, so. like, we're going to be kind of, like, pushing the kids over, like, do your activity, and then we're just going to, like, hang back and, like, hang out, and it'll be fun. You're not allowed to have beer, are you? Tragedy, no. Because it's, like, on Cub it Scout is on, property. There are no alcoholic beverages allowed on any property. I think we discussed this earlier where I want to, there's our little local camp that we go to like twice a year, Camp Birch, mm-hmm. um, Hugh Taylor Birch, um, and it's out um, in Yellow Springs. In Yellow Springs. It's a nice little camp, but I want to buy the property right across the street and open a bar called Off Property. Mm-hmm. So where are you going? I'm just going off property for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look at that. So if uh, if you think that's a great idea for a bar... Like, we can work out some funding. Like, just shoot me <laughs> all the dollars, all the dollars, and I'll open a bar, and you're welcome to come. I'll let you drink for free if you bankroll the place. Right, that's how it works. So, but anyway, but it'll it'll still be really fun. Like, yeah, it will be. It will I, th- be really I think you'll have a fun time. And our like, and so I'm going out there with our eldest, and then our other two. One of them is already shipped off to grandma's, mm-hmm. and the other one will have kind of like alone evenings. Yes. With you? Yep. And so... It'll be just me and the youngest for like two days and then... Then we switch. Yeah. You on, switch. Yeah. On Tuesday, uh, we we swap mm-hmm. kid for kid and uh, the youngest goes to Nana's and our daughter stays here with us. Was that thunder? Yeah, it's thunder. May and... It's going to be a thing. Well, that's the that's part of the cold front <laughs> that's rolling in that I'm like, yes. Part of why it's not a million degrees is there's thunder. But... Yeah, so yeah, the youngest will go to grandma's, and the the middle will come back. Man, <laughs> Sounds it's very ominous. <laughs> it does sound a little ominous. I'm gonna steal your phone and like check because my phone's recording this podcast. I mean, I think we'll be fine. I did drive through a little bit of rain when I dropped off uh, Lucy to Nana's, but it was fine. How do you find anything on this phone? I don't know. What are you looking for? You have like six screens of like apps <laughs> and like none of them are weather. You swipe over three times. It's in like the top corner. <laughs> this is like getting directions around my grandma's house where she's like, it's it's by where so-and-so used to live, you know? It's by the... So swipe over three times, top corner. I'm not seeing it. Okay. Which one is it? Where are you? I don't know. Anyway, so I was going to check the weather because uh, like I said, my phone is being... Um, Useful. Mm. Oh, like, just... But anyway. Oh, it's on the first screen, duh. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, not third, first. <laughs> I'm just, like, kind of checking to see if we have any... Well, I don't know what screen you were on. Like, oh, gosh. Okay, so that's Mason. That doesn't help me. Chicago doesn't help me. 
It's like every place I've ever been. Oh, Beaver Creek. Okay, so it's raining. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, weather Also, app. you have like the default weather app, which is like, no offense to Apple engineers, the worst. It's useless. It's it is true. the worst of the weather it's apps. It's like, is so. it raining right now? Check so, a box. Yes or no. Yes or no. Maybe. So, oh, uh, let me see. So, um, my my thing is loading. It's finding where I'm at. I'm, I'm using my tablet that I have my notes up on. Anyway. So, right. but how was your week? Uh, my week was fine. Yeah? I, it was a week of work. Yeah, it really was it not worked. a... It Like, it wasn't super remarkable. Like, we were just kind of catching up. Yeah, um, and prepping. Our kids were at day camp the mm-hmm. week before, and then they are going, some of them are going to camp this week, so it's just kind of a, a limbo week of like, all right, let's catch up on all the laundry. <laughs> yeah, and all the stuff and everything that could possibly happen. Yeah, and like maybe clean the bathrooms for once. Ah, uh, nah. I mean, it seems hard. I mean... Yeah. I like being able to identify the rooms in my house by smell. Like, right. that's really handy. Right. I did tell uh, Malachi, I was like, I can't wait till you're a grown-up and you have your own house and I can come over and I can pee all over your floor. And he was like, why would you do that? Come up and... And I was like, I don't know, why do you guys do it? So, but yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but there was a thing. It wasn't completely devoid of activity. It, mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Yes, I had a birthday. It's your birthday. It was Saturday, which is yesterday when so, this podcast is being recorded. So yeah, happy so, yeah. birthday. I'm, You're the same age as me now. I'm 38. It yep. feels fine. Yeah, it feels, I mean. I've never been a big birthday person. Like, I don't know. I'm fine that my birthday is like, yeah, I got up and I had like. I was hung out in my bathroom a long time, and I ate, like, brie for breakfast, but I also did 17 loads of laundry and yelled at my kids to clean their room. Like, it's okay. Because, like, I was out, like, prepping stuff and doing stuff. You were stuff. running a 5K. Oh, I ran a freaking 5K. <laughs> how did I forget about that? Oh, yeah, I'm sitting down and not using my legs. That's how I forgot about that. Right. Yeah, so you oh. got up and you ran a 5K in the sweltering oh, heat. Oh, so hot. You sent me... Uh, the little, like, you can track my progress. And I'll be like, good to know, in case we need to make a rescue. Yeah, like, legit, it was... It was so hot. So hot, y'all. It was so hot. And, like, whoever is in charge of the Dayton 5K, can we have the next one be in the shade for at least a hot second? Like, it's just all, it was all, it like, was city like, street and... No, it was by the river. Okay. Yeah, so the river's nice, the, but there's no trees. Yeah, you start at the... Um, at the stadium, the Dragon Stadium, and you go north along the river there, and then, mm-hmm. like, you cross the river, and you go south along the river, and all of that, like, yeah, there's no trees there's no along trees. the river. There's it's no tre- all just, no like... trees at the riverbank. Yeah. <sighs> so you're just, like, you're up on, like, at one point we went under highway overpasses, and I was just like, this is the oh, best thing ever. this feels so good. <laughs> that was the highlight of my run. It's going under highway. So, like, it was just baking, and so I... I re- I recorded a respectable 42-minute 5K. Hey, that's pretty good. So, like, the best I've ever done is 40 minutes. So, like, and that was with me trying not to get heat stroke. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, whatever. I think and that's then, pretty good. You mm-hmm. did great. And then I came home and we did some running around because I had to buy stuff for our our trip this week with camping and all that fun stuff. Right. right well, we oh, and we had bought... Um, we bought Malachi some new boots and then somebody's like, Hey, I have boots that size. Would you just like these? So real quick, I returned the other boots and got right. my money I back. Mean, you'd, you'd own them for like 12 hours. It yeah, wasn't like, like he hadn't even, I think put the left one on his foot yet. Like right. it was totally, it was totally like, legit. Oh, perfect. So they're so. still in the box and the receipt's still in the bag and the bag is still here. Like I, I did no work. Yeah. And so we got those back. So thank you. Cub Scout dad. Yes. Mike, you're out there. You don't high five, high five to Cub Scout Dad. But so we did that, and then and then we went. Oh, we had a date night. We had a date night. Yeah, a friend of mine came over and babysat the kids, and we went to Kings Island, uh, which is a local amusement park for all those people like in the far reaches who listen to this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, and we rode like uh, grown up big kid rides because mostly we're stuck in like the kiddie land mm -hmm. area. And so we rode big kid rides, but also we're very old. And there was definitely a point at which I was like, do you want to ride something else? And you were like, no, we're, I'm going, good. we're going home. Well, and like, 
part of it was so there are a couple of factors going on. One was that I had run a 5K that morning, mm -hmm. and so my body was just like, "Are you? Why are we? Can we go soak in like some Epsom salts or something? Like that would be can fantastic. we stop running? Stopping running would be great instead of like walking around the super hot park. But then just also like my back started to hurt, which is not. Not, not unusual. Yeah, but not I normal. Mean, like, you don't normally have back problems. I don't have back problems, but I would like to keep it that way. So right. I was Nobody like, wants back problems. And so, you know, at one point we're, like, looking at Mystic Timbers and the Beast as the next ride. And, like, my vertebrae were just like... Please so, stop. Please stop with all please, the shaking. Please just go home. <laughs> and so we went home. But, like, we got a ride. We rode all we of the rode, big kids' yeah, rides, of, really. I think we, we rode everything we wanted to ride. And then one thing we rode twice. We rode so. nothing that our kids will ride. Yes. Because, yes. like, frankly, that's not a challenge. Like, I, if I want to ride Adventure Express, which is this cute little mine car roller coaster that my kids absolutely love. It's their favorite ride. It's their favorite ride. And it's not a bad little coaster, but, like, I don't need to ride it with they you. They will literally ride it ten times in a row. So, and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if at any moment I want to ride this ride, I have the opportunity to do so. But, like, if I want to ride the ride, that's, you have to be 54 inches tall, and it goes 250 feet up in the air. Like, right. yeah, that's not, I got to ride that with you. And so we did. And it was fun. Yeah, and that's what we did. Also, weirdly, mm -hmm. we had our first Impossible Burgers. We did have our first Impossible Burgers. You're right. So. This happened yesterday, and I totally forgot about it. Well, it was kind of a footnote because uh, we had the meal plan at Kings Island, which means which we, is great, actually. Yeah, which means they feed us. We just show up and they give us food. Mm -hmm. um, we don't have to pay for it. But we went to like the kind of nicer sit down restaurant, which we normally don't go to. We normally get like fast food with our kids, right? And it takes a little longer, right? Uh, and they had the Impossible Burger, and it was like an option. And I was like, I kind of want to try the Impossible Burger, and you were like, Me too. And, and the thing is, since we had the meal plan, and since it's like. I'm not paying for it, even though I'm trading in, like, a meal and I can't eat again for four hours if I don't like it. Like, I was much more willing to take the risk. Yeah, it felt like a low, like a low risk because if you go opportunity. Out to, because there's kind of at, like, nice places right now and, like, Burger King. I don't know why, but yeah. it seems kind of a weird dichotomy. And I'm not going to Burger King, but... I don't want to spend 15 bucks on this burger and be like, and have wow, it be that like, was that gross. And tastes like cardboard. But no, it was really good. It was, it, was, actually, it was juicy. It was juicy. It tasted like the texture was right. Mm -hmm. It um, They grill theirs. Yes. You could tell because there's like a little bit of that like charcoal-y like, char to it. Yeah. And so like it was a really good burger. It was good. I... You, you could not pretend it was beef. Like, if I no. would have given it to my kids and been like, this is hamburger, they'd be like, it's not. But if I would have been like, it's made of turkey, they would have been like, okay. Yeah, they would have <laughs> been like, okay, something's weird about it, but I'm just going to roll with it because mom's weird, you know. Right. And that's fine. Right. Like, if I would have been like, it's chicken, they would have been like, mm, okay, no, seems yeah. legit. So. But, but it was delicious, actually. Mm -hmm. I would, would, would do again. Yeah, and like, it's also the thing where like, we do have vegetarian friends and vegan we friends. Do. And we're like... I don't know how to cook for them in a grill. I like, I would not feel bad about throwing an Impossible Burger at them. No, they're pretty that good. Was, and I would not mm. feel bad about eating the leftovers. True. When they're, ne like, when they're inevitably here. That's the other side of the coin. Because sometimes it's like those tofu bean burgers and you're just like, I, mm, Yeah, no, they've been pass. in our freezer forever. Yeah, we're going to probably let those go. <laughs> Replace them with Impossibles. I mean... I will probably still eat them. Yeah, but it'll happen. But. I have to put like a fried egg on top of it. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's, it, yeah, it was really tolerable. So Yeah, it was good. And then like today, we had a decent day. We we got up, went to church. We met neighbors. So my kids have been bugging me to meet these neighbors forever. I think these neighbors have only moved in like a week ago. Maybe. Well, and so... Part of this is, okay, so we are in Dayton, Ohio, which has a huge military base. Right, and, Pat? And our neighborhood in particular. And we are right next to it. Is, so It's very uh, transient because it tends to be a lot of military families. Right. And so some of their friends moved out and new kids moved in. So there's some desire to... They're like, um, we have to go meet our new, new, new neighbors, new down the street neighbors. 
Mm-hmm. And I Which was honestly like, was good, good yeah, for them. Well, and I was like, you can't go meet them by yourself. And they're like, why not? <laughs> I was like, guys, listen, you have to go with me. Like, I will go with you. Yep. And then I can meet them and I can give them my phone number. And then we, we can be like, hey, this is our house down here. Yeah, we can start a conversation. That results in you, like, not being the weird kid that's just like, hi, can I come in? Right. Like, because that's creepy. Yeah. And they have dogs. And my kids are like, oh, my God, dogs are the best. And, like, legit, <laughs> I had seen these dogs walking around. I was like, that's a pretty cool looking dog. I like yeah. that dog. And um, turns out we now know who owns that dog. So. Yeah, he told me what kind of dog it was, but I instantly forgot. It's like, I don't know, some sort of terrier. and then Yeah, it's like a blue something. Blue. I mean, I'm not an expert. I don't care. I'm like, will you let me pet you? And will you, like, let me give you scritches on your little noggin? So this terrier is, like, 10 years old, but still has, like, puppy energy. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, I've seen him walk, and he's, like, he's got that, like, springy little, like, puppy. Hey, I'm investigating this new neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. He is bonkers. I was like, whoo, I hope I look that good when I'm 70. Like, Mm -hmm. this dog is spry. So, yeah, more thunder, man. It's really out there. Yeah. We apologize uh, in advance, listeners. Yeah, especially if, like, the power goes out. No, we should be fine. <laughs> Actually, weirdly, I'm in a, we're, yeah, we're kind of battery backed up, so we'll be fine. But, um, anyway, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so that neighbors, was our whole week. And we met uh, No, we went neighbors. on a hike this yeah, afternoon. Yeah, and then we went on a hike with the Cub Scouts, with, like, the Cub Scout troop. But yeah. But since it was a summer it was way activity, down. there was, like, a couple people from every den. There was, like... Also, I'll point out that, like, our eldest, his den, which is, like, the hardcore, like, den of, like, half the kids in the, mm-hmm. half the kids in the pack, which is the big group. Are in the den. Are, are in, in our eldest's den. Mm-hmm. Because they just, like, it just became the thing to do. Like, half the elementary school goes to this den. Right, right. Which like, is half, awesome. half of the boys in fifth grade are in, in Cub Scouts. Yeah, in, in our eldest's den. And so... But, like, there's only, like, two or three or four kids from the rest of the, in each of the rest of the dens. Mm-hmm. So, but we're I all think, going to camp tomorrow. Yeah. So most of them were, like, hard pass. We'll, we'll be fine. Like. Right. We'll get plenty of hiking in. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. So it was fine. But we, we had fun. But it was a nice little hike. We stayed dry. There was mm-hmm. a storm rolling through that just kind of, like, dropped, like, just, eight raindrops on us. And I was like, I wish there was more raindrops. I wish <laughs> was there was. so hot. Um, but. But it's good. Nobody passed out. Yeah, like nobody got sunburned. Everybody well, stopped cute and like, had water. I love hiking with like the first graders because for them a hike is basically like how far do I have to walk before I can eat the snack in my backpack? <laughs> True. And then how far do I have to walk home? Like, with no snack in my backpack. <laughs> sad. Is there a snack in the car, Dad? Yeah. Like, you don't need to eat a snack every like twenty. Oh, here comes minutes. the rain. So. Oh, it's gonna be cool. It's it's background noise. It is. It's, it's like it's a texture. I mean, it's like those like <laughs> it's like those SMR or whatever those like people that oh, talk. Oh, that's so creepy. Talk really like close weird, to the microphone. The weird yeah. whisper, like weird whisper voices. I don't think we could go into like weird whisper, like. I, I don't think uh, you kind of have that voice, but I don't. You think, think so? Could. Maybe. That's very kind of you. I Maybe know. I could be an SMR, like SNMR. I want like I want like so, I want like Fran Drescher to get into SMR. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot of her voice is fake, so, so she, she could probably fine. do it. Probably anyway, so yeah, so that was kind of our week. I mean, it's yeah. a busy week, and we're we're prepping up for a busy week, and then another busy week, and then another busy week, and then our kids are in school. Yep. Yep, it's uh, it's coming. It's the final sprint. It's fast. So it'll be it'll be fun and yeah. So and again, I'm sorry for this rain, but like we're just gonna talk louder. So hopefully, whatever it's, noise reduction filter I have to throw this through is okay with it. We'll see. This is gonna be a real test, guys. So have uh, fun. Yeah. So anyway, the movie. Yeah, we should talk about the movie. The movie is. Because that's uh, ostensibly what we do in our podcast, is I know, talk about a movie. But the movie tonight, um, so our kids got to pick this, and I think our eldest was picking, and he totally knows this gig, and he wants us to review movies. Right, he understands that we he need content. He does not subscribe to our podcast, which is good. <laughs> that is good. Because I need him to respect me as, a, as an authority. Right, right. And not For that l- drunk guy that sleeps two rooms down. Right, um, right. 
But anyway, he does know that we have a podcast and that we review movies and that when they pick the same movies over and over again, we do not get uh, good podcast content right. out of it. So he, he makes sure he feeds us good stuff. And he found us a good one today. And this is one of the few movies that I'm like, this is hard to not... I actually really enjoy this movie. I actually enjoy this movie. And it's um, it's The Emperor's New Groove. The Emperor's New Groove. So Starring... Um, David Spade. David Spade okay. is the emperor. Is this the first time that David Spade is in a kid's movie? No idea. I think so. Possibly. I think so. I think this is the first foray of David Spade in a kid's movie. Yeah, because he had kind of been like the SNL and then like in some of those movies. And right, then, and then like in SNL movies for a little bit. Yeah, and at, and like Chris, he and Chris Farley kind of had a little bromance there for a while. Yeah, yeah, with Rest Tommy in peace. Boy. And the other movie that's exactly like Tommy Boy. Black Sheep. <laughs> that I literally confused for them. I'm like, I don't know, is this the one with that? It's like, no, that's the other one. Wow, it's really raining out there. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a great film. Like, this is actually a really good film. So David Spade is an annoying, pretentious jerk. Right. Stop me if you heard that before. I feel like <sighs> part the- of me is like, maybe this is who you are. And you're not acting. I don't know. Because literally every character you play is an asshat. Indeed. Like, indeed. I cannot think... Can you think of but, a single character that David Spade has played who is not an asshat? Joe Dirt. I don't remember Joe Dirt. Is oh, he not an asshat? Yeah, he's not. He's just like... <laughs> he's he's actually really good. But, like, I will have to say this, that, like, all of David Spade's asshat, like have a rec like a reckoning and actually kind of come out of it okay like right the redeemable like the redeemable asshat that is his role david spade <laughs> the redeemable asshat like david spade if you have business cards whatever they say throw them into the fire and get ones that say david spade redeemable, redeemable asshat yes and um and so he's the star of this movie the other star of this movie is um john, john goodman, goodman. Who in this movie plays a large angry man? He's not as he's angry, not angry in like, this movie. This is the stretch for John Goodman, <laughs> right? He was like, "I'm still large, yes. but I'm less angry." <laughs> and it also uh, has uh, two amazing other performances mm-hmm. from um, Eartha Kitt. Eartha, Eartha Kitt, fucking Kitt. Like, how did they get her? Where did they find her to be in this movie? God bless. Okay, but first of all. When you're in an animated movie, you can literally phone it in. Like, literally, True. you can be like, I'm not getting out of bed for this fucker. Like, but, like, I feel like there's got to be a recording studio in Burbank they could get her to. 100%. Like, 100%. How old was Eartha Kitt when this was I don't done? know, but she did not last much longer after it, unfortunately. But, like, she was phenomenal. She was perfect. She, she was so well cast. Like as the like villain Isma, mm-hmm. who is just gaspy and wheezy, and like because she always had that like kind of like husky, like a throaty, throaty, yeah. sultry voice to her, and like you add a couple years to that, and it becomes this kind of like like ah, it was just so perfect. It, it was, was such it a was great, perfect. She did great such a great voice job. for that character, and of course, um, and I don't know if this is his first animated feature. But it definitely put him on my radar of, like, people who are indentured to Disney <laughs> for some sort of crime. Yes. Um, which is uh, Patrick Walburton right. as Kronk. Right. Disney, Disney-related indentured servitude. Yes. I, Disney has to have some sort of, like... They have some Compromising intel on so that, many actors. That's what I assume. That's what I, that's what I figure. Like, there's some deep, dark skeleton. Because he's in, in every fucking thing. But also, his voice is, like... I also feel like his voice is the one you're like, I kind of see this person like Patrick Walburton, and like he just appears magically out of the corner. He's like, you rang. And you're like, Right, oh, he's hey. like, I need money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read some shit. Yeah, I think this guy should sound like Putty. Ha <laughs> ha. Funny you should say. Yeah, he's like, I read shit for money. That should be on his business cards. <laughs> Patrick true. Walburton, I read shit for money. I read shit for money. I'm, I'm there for that. But this is, I mean, so... You have to okay. So before we get into the whole plot of the film, like there's like this whole meta narrative, the story of the story. Yes, the uh, story of the story, which I don't know anything about. It's crazy. So enlighten me. <laughs> so this is crazy. All right. So first off, you have to put it in the time spot. This is late '90s Disney. So like 1996, 1998. So this is going to come out. Is Nir- has Nirvana like peaked? And- Unfortunately. 
they have more than peaked. They okay. have kind of, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so this is 2000 when this movie comes out. Okay, 2000. Yeah, so it's really late in the Disney, like, decline. Yes, late in the Disney decline. Because, like, cause, what's like, Pocahontas? Pocahontas was the beginning of the end. 95 is Pocahontas. Lion okay. King is 94, which is arguably the peak. Arguably the peak. Um, you know, so, I mean, so if you look at, so, you have Beauty and the Beast in 91, Aladdin in 92, Lion King 94, like, they're yeah. they're nailing it. Uh, Mermaid was 90, er, 88. 80, 89. 89. 89. 89. So, like, 89, 91, 92, 94. Where it's like, every two years, they were like, killing it. Like, they were it. killing it. Um, and then they, yeah, Swing and a Miss in 95 with Pocahontas. Oh, so terrible. Um, the Goofy movie, but that was kind of not, like... Also terrible. So, I uh, beg to differ, that's a different podcast. <laughs> Um, but the Goofy movie is kind of their B-string, because mm-hmm. they, they kind of divided into, like, an A-string unit that was going to do, like, the big marquee movies. Right. And then just kind of, like, the, the, the little, feeding the it. little. Yeah, and so that was one of the first ones of there. And then you have Hunchback, which oh. is so bad in 96. So bad. 97 is Hercules. Mulan is 98. Mulan I kind of like. It's not too bad. It's okay. Tarzan actually holds. Thank you Tarzan for calls Tarzan holds? Only because of Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins saved that movie. Everything else was like dumpster fire. It was a it was a tragedy from beginning to end, except for like "You'll Be in My Heart," which still makes me tear up. Like <laughs> second greatest Phil Collins song of, all, song of all time. And if you don't believe it's something in the air tonight is the number one, we are done. So, right. but um, right, so. so there's a Fantasia thrown in there, which we don't need to talk about. Uh, there's a movie called Dinosaur '99. I have no recollection of this again. Movie. That's kind of a B-string movie. Like, yeah, but I was like in high school by the time this happened, so right. I was not watching Disney movies. And then Emperor's New Groove comes out in 2000. Okay. Um, first off, weird thing about Emperor's New Groove, it was kind of the A-string movie, but it's not a musical. Yes, there is that like uh, Tom Jones character. Yeah, who like, is singing? Yeah, there's. <laughs> Is it Tom Jones? It is legit Tom Jones. Oh, Tom for the Jones, record. you can get cheap. Yeah, uh, it's Disney. They don't need to get cheap. They're fine. <laughs> They're like, so, we can pay Tom Jones, Tom Jones money. But the re- All of his songs are two minutes long. So, it's not that hard. So the reason this movie is, first off, in the year 2000 and not like five years earlier, mm-hmm. is that it was supposed to be five years earlier. Right, it was supposed to be like 96. It was supposed to be like 95, 96, 97, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was originally a movie called... Empire of the Sun, or maybe Empire in the Sun, depending on who you asked. Okay. This is a whole weird thing. Um, it was written... Uh, they, remember they got Elton John, famously, and, like, Phil Collins, right. and, like, they're bringing in these, like, celebrity music guys to right, do... Right, to do the music, they did, like, because... Elton John and Tim Rice did the music for Lion, Lion King, King and... And Phil Collins for Tarzan, and, like, there's some other people floating around in there. The They brought Sting in. To do Empire of the Sun. Sting. Um, who... In know, 1996. You know, that was a good call. I mean, that, was that wasn't bad. Call. When did he do that song where he just drives around in the back of a fancy car? That rain song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When was that? <laughs> I don't know. Should have looked that up. But yeah, so Sting wasn't a bad get in the late 90s. Right. Like, it was a legit, like, well, also, like, Elton John was, in, like, 95 was not exactly, I'm going to say, the peak of his. Right. Like, he was, he was doing okay, but, like, and, you know, who, and Phil Collins as well was probably not, you know, he was Right. It wasn't Phil Collins, yeah, it wasn't Phil Collins in the 80s, it was Phil Collins in the 90s. Right. Like, like so, legit, like, it's fine. I, I have no... No doubt on Sting being okay yet, but they couldn't get the story together is the problem. Is they, mm-hmm. And this is kind of, like, indicative of this whole, like, studio struggle where, like, they've had these really great run of movies. And on the one hand, they want to feed the machine a formula that works. But on right. the other hand, they can't just crank out crap. They, but can they? They can. <laughs> they can. And they And did. they do. <laughs> Uh, and so, but like, you know, and, and the problem is you're dealing with artists who don't want to deal with crap. And right. Like, we're like, I'm an artist. Yeah. Like, which, yeah. So, but at Sting any rate. is like the paramount of that. Probably. I feel like Elton John is a pretty, like, Diva. high. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. high on the drama queen, like, chart. 
I, th- I think if you look up Drama Queen, there's a picture of Elton John next to it. I mean, like, maybe. It's possible. Like, God bless. He's he's doing well. But, yeah, I think he's he's accusing Elton John of being a drama queen. He'd be like, well, I f- yeah, I f- honey. I f- yeah, I feel like you, you, you wouldn't you would give me flag for that. But, no. Elton, if you're listening and I have offended you, please call me and I will sincerely apologize. Like, you can come to our bedroom and we will apologize 100%. to you in person. On the if podcast, you'll do, if you'll do a podcast <laughs> with us, uh, we'll do a we'll do the Lion King again. You can tell us what you think of the new one. Oh, uh, that's a whole nother thing. We haven't seen it yet, but anyway, I um, cannot anyway, imagine it. So this is so this whole thing like keeps falling apart, and they can't get it together, and they eventually just scrap all the musical stuff, um, and just get rid of it. Weirdly, one of the songs from there ends up on like the official soundtrack release. Okay, there's a song. Um, they're called um, um, Snuff Out the Light. Yeah, dark. That sounds dark and it's terrible. It's supposed to be sung by Yzma. Okay. Um, and it's actually sung by Eartha Kitt in the soundtrack. Oh, wow. It's a whole thing. But, like, that song survives, but it's on the soundtrack, never in the movie. Never in the movie. A weird little quirk. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this whole, like, disaster falls apart, and they retool the whole movie like they they had the whole storyboards they had songs recorded they had plots they had about 20 or 30 percent of the movie animated depending on who you ask like they had invested in this thing and they were like this is a this is a shit show it's not gonna work also weirdly john goodman's character Mm -hmm. was voiced by this weird actor that they found in the middle of nowhere called owen wilson how old was Owen Wilson? Yeah, I know, this? right? Whew. He was supposed to play an 18 year old version instead of the John Goodman, like 30 something year old version oh. of, of Pacha. Interesting. So Pacha, instead of being like a family man, was, was like this punk kid. Like a punk kid. And then you had like a war of punks. Yeah. And so those was this whole thing. It's like a two princes. Mm-hmm. Like. Don't you? Yes. Anyway. Um, and. It was this whole weird story. It was going to be kind of more like an emperor's, like, new clothes kind of thing. Which this one kind of... It's a very vague. Very There's, vague. like, none of it. <laughs> but, like, it's super crazy, this whole story, how this happened. And so, like, Owen Wilson, since he's not in this film, still has a contract with Disney to do an animated film. Right. And, and that, Disney that, does not let you out of that. Is that how he ends up doing Cars? Yes. Oh. Later, they would loan them to. He, they would loan his contract to their buddies Pixar, right? So they could get a cheap A-list actor named Owen Wilson to do Cars, right? Right. And that's like. But in that time, Owen Wilson like gained a lot of. Yeah, like that stock went up. Yeah. But at the same time, like he owed them an animated film. When was Royal Tenenbaums? I have no concept of this. I feel like that was like. Honestly, Wes Anderson movies were not within my realm of research for this podcast. (laughs) We got a few years before we started introducing those to our kids. Yeah, but... Moonrise Kingdom, though, I think they could... No. No? No. I'm Mm. going to say no. I'm going to say no in general. I Love Dogs? To start... Oh, maybe I Love Dogs. But, um... Anyway. We're not going to get into that. When do we get to show them Gummo? Never! It's set, like... 30 miles from, or like it is, it's, three it's, miles from here. I know. Actually, I've never seen Olive Gummo because I was like, this is fucking terrible. And I turned it off. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, there are people who love it. So I don't, I don't want to yuck your yum. If you love it, keep loving it. What was the phrase? Yuck your yum? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fantastic phrase. I love yeah. it. I've never heard you use that. Oh, okay. It's new. I like it. But anyway, so I guess we should probably talk about the actual movie that got made. <laughs> Not and not movies that didn't get made. Uh, but this movie is actually really good. Um, it starts with the llama in the rain. Yes, and he's like, and you hear a David Spade voiceover mm-hmm. talking about how this llama is the sad sack and the victim of the whole show. Right. Unless you're our eldest. Right. Who decided to fast forward through that scene? And I'm like, what are you doing? This is a thematic element. <laughs> You got it. Like this frames. It's real important. This is really important because you have to you have to understand this scene to understand the growth that this that character happens. is going to go yeah. on. Because what happens is like 
it's this llama sitting in the rain and David Spade's voiceover is like, see this guy? Yeah, that's me. I used to be awesome. I used to be incredible. I used to rule the world, but now I'm a llama in the rain. Right. And, and it's like, all these people's fault. It's everybody else's fault but my own. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you the story. And it then it does the Disney opening with like the... With theme music. <laughs> yeah, well, and then Who's he goes... Dope? Yeah, Yeah, there's the Tom Jones theme yeah. music. And he's like... And you meet David Spade as a human who is the emperor of... Wherever we are. Undistinguished Central American... South American... Mesoamerican. Mesoamerican. They, they call it Mesoamerica. I don't know where Mesoamerica <laughs> is. I don't either. I'm not a scholar. I assume but, it's uh, Incan? Yeah. Like somewhere between like Northern South America and Southern North America? I don't know. Somewhere don't know. in that? Somewhere where where they make pyramids. Yeah. Gold but masks. But they make a lot of pyramids. But it's, I mean, so... To their credit, and they didn't pick a particular culture in the way that, like, Cinderella isn't, like, a particular culture. Right. Or, like, Snow Bride isn't a... Like, it's either German or French or maybe Italian. Like, right. It's somewhere... Where is Elsa from? Eh, North. Sweden. <laughs> like, Norway. one of those pointy, downy countries up at the top. <laughs> right. The ones that look like just stabby fingers of Earth. <laughs> yeah, like, you know... Where's Meredith from? Oh, she's Scottish. Okay, cool. Fair enough. But Right, right. Um, yeah, so it's somewhere in the, like... Somewhere in that general vicinity. That, and yeah. so I don't feel bad that they didn't pick a specific cultural... No, no, because they would have fucked it up. They would have. I mean, I don't know what's See less... See also Pocahontas. Oh, God. Do... I don't know uh, if that's necessarily less offensive, but... I don't know, like, but but again, it's at least consistent with their treatment of European royalty. So right. let's so go it's with just it. Like, Meh, you know, you know, and so they they roll into that, and he is he is the emperor, but he's this like man child, right? Spoiled brat. Right. I don't know when he became emperor. Like, I don't know how old he was. Well, true to um, uh, true to Disney standards, his parents are apparently dead. Right, his parents died like when he was a child. And so, and he was spoiled as a, a child, and then he's now a spoiled child right. running a country. Right. Uh, he's got an advisor who is Yzma, who is mm-hmm. Eartha Kitt. Right. And she is old. Uh-huh. And also super evil. Super evil. And she's trying to take over. Right. And her, like, boy toy assistant. Right. Which is, like, kind of awkward for a kid's movie. <laughs> Like, they do. They're like, this year's model is named Kronk. And you're like, why? Why does she keep changing him in? And I'm like, um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's just a thing. Yeah. But they, eh, you know, they own it. And it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know. But, so, and that's Patrick Walburton, that's who is Patrick this Walburton. muscle-bound, stupid kid. Yeah, he's real dumb. But real nice. But, but real dumb. But the whole plot is that, like, Yzma's trying to take over and run as, like, the premier, like, the chancellor or whatever. Right. She's trying to run the country instead of Cusco, who is the emperor. Right. And she's trying to run it through him at first, where it's like, maybe I can just convince him to do all the things I want to do. But then he starts to push back. Yeah. And then she starts, like, just being in his chair, making decisions. And he's like... Ah, that's not okay. I need you to get out of my chair. Also, you're fired. Yeah. And she doesn't take that well. No, no. And uh, And so so she decides, at first, they're like, we have to kill him. We have to, like, we have to put him in a box and, like, send him across the country to myself. And then when it comes to myself, I'm going to smash it with a hammer. (laughs) Step one of that was shrink him into a flea. Oh, yeah. And then... Which introduces the concept that she has the power to, like, transform people into animals. Into animals. Um, which is going to be important. She it, has this whole secret lab, which is not yeah. secret. Literally everyone knows about it. Yeah. Um, and you pull a tusk on this, like, weird wilder, like, beast dragon thing. Yeah. thing. I don't know. And it... Not a wilderbeast. Uh, what's the word? I don't Warthog. know. Warthog. Warthog looking thing. And it, like, flips... And you take a roller coaster ride down there, or you end up pulling the wrong tusk and you get dropped down and eaten by crocodiles. It's like, why do we even have that lever? Yeah, it's a great moment. 
Like, but like, it's all real tight and like, it moves along really quick and introduces the characters, establishes motivation, like really good at just kind of moving the story through. Yeah, world building without like just world building. <laughs> you meet Pacha, who is John Goodman, who comes in to talk to... Right, he had a summons from the Emperor. Yeah, and he comes in to talk to him, and his whole conversation is basically, um, where is the best place to get sun on your hill? And he's like, oh, it's on this side, you know, because it's just beautiful. And he's like, great, that's where I'm pulling. And the Emperor's like, great, that's where I'm putting my swimming pool, because I'm going to move your whole village out, and I'm going to raise it, and I'm going to build myself a little Guzcotopia. Yeah, it's a summer home. Summer home. Like and, it's my third summer home. It'll be great. It's right. my birthday present to me. Yeah, and all uh and all and all your people will just have to find new places to live. And he's like kind of an ass. Right. And just kinda kicks Pacha out. Meanwhile, he gets an invite to go back to Yzma's house for dinner. Right, after he fired her. Red flag, sir. Yeah. This this guy has like no street smarts. No, no, he's horrible at this. So when you fire someone, right? Mm-hmm. You see them out. Yeah. You're not like, hey, you're fired. Do whatever Just, you want. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> the, like, like, you're fired. Give me your badge. Like, right. Here's a little box for your stuff. Security's going to see you out of the building. And right. if we catch you back in the premises. We're going to call someone. Yeah. Like, that's legit. But no, no, not in this case. They, it's just like, oh, hey. I, I fired you, and I know you hate me, but, like, I'm glad there's no hard feelings. Yes, none. But while she's there, she's got a whole plot where they're going to poison Cusco. Right. And, and kill then, him. And then she'll take over. But that goes awry. Right. Because Kronk is the world's worst henchman, as is the Disney tradition. Right. Terrible henchman. Come on, people. Terrible, like, but likable henchman. This is the part where I feel like our podcast should launch into, like, the Zip Recruiter ad. <laughs> if you need better henchmen. Um, but anyway. Good help is hard to find. Indeed it is. But, um, but let, so he, instead of killing him, ends up turning him into a llama. Yes, he turns him into a llama, because I guess the label, like, rolled down, and so it looked like a skull. But, it's but an- then when you rolled up... The label, it was, like, actually a llama. Yeah, and it's, I mean... Also, all potions are pink. Yes. Right? Okay, if you're in your mad scientist, like, full-on crazy mad scientist get up. Mm-hmm. She has, like, a lab coat and rubber yeah, gloves. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. It's a great Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Um, so full-on Halloween costume of the mad scientist. You're making all these potions. Mm-hmm. Does every potion have to be hot pink? Do you think you could make some I mean, of them color coded? Yeah, you would like, think. Like, see, animals are green. <laughs> well, at least the labels. Like, I mean, even if the potion. Can you color code the labels? As a chemist, you, I think you understand that certain chemicals are kind of stuck in the like, color they are. It's that color. It it's is the that color, color that is. But the sticker you put on it could be anything. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, you know, you know, yeah, blue for sea animals, green for like grass eaters, right. red for carnivores, black for the poison. Yeah. This whole movie is over in 30 minutes. It's true. But poor, no. Poor lab management. So now they haven't. Uh, and so, like, he turns into a llama and. Yuzma, but he doesn't know he's a llama. He, he, like, wakes back up from the potion and is talking. No, uh, he doesn't wake up from the potion. He gets whacked in the head by Krog because uh-huh. Yzma freaks out. It's like, just whack him in the head and we'll figure out what we're doing. And he's like, all right. So oh, okay. he whacks him in the head and then she's like, you need to get rid of this. You need to kill him. But Kronk can't kill him directly, although feeding him potions was poison was fine. It was totally fine. He was totally fine with that. Anyway, but he so it's like that you know thing where it's like, would you flip the switch to to make the train not go on the track? And they're like, yeah, everyone's like, and yes. if it kills like, one person versus stay on the track and kill four. Yeah, and, and everyone's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Okay, now would you push someone onto the track so that the train would stop? Like, yeah, and everyone's like, no. <laughs> Like, I can't do that. No, that's too direct. So, he, yeah, so Kronk has his moment of thing, and he's going to take... He's got Shoulder Angel and yeah. Shoulder Devil. Oh, the Shoulder Angel, Shoulder Angel Devils are great. And they're, like, arguing over what he should do. Right, and they're and like, what... hey, Shoulder Angel. Like, he's like, oh, hey, Shoulder Angel, what do you think you do? He's like, you can't kill him. Like, he's an innocent whatever. Like, sure, he's an asshole, but, like, that's a life, man. And then the devil's like, just kill him, bro. 
he's an asshole. <laughs> like, he's never done anything for you. Right. And they're arguing back and forth, and at one point, the devil's, like, doing push-ups. He's like, he's like, why should I listen to you? He's like, because I can do this. And he does push-ups. Because oh, he's, like... And Kronk's like, I fail to see how that's relevant. It's because, it's because he's doing, like, handstand upside-down push-ups because he's not wearing a dress. And he's right. like, he's like, I'm not, don't listen to, them. don't listen to, like, listen to me. I'm not the guy in a dress. And see, the, I can do this. And the shoulder angel's like, I, it's a robe. It's not a dress. And the, he's like, but look at me, I can do this. And uh, he's like, I don't, I don't see how that's pertinent. <laughs> and the angel's like, no, no, he has a point. And the shoulder angel is like, yeah, he has a point. <laughs> I still don't know what that meant. It meant that he wasn't wearing a dress and he could do upside down push-ups. I guess so. Because everybody should wear pants. So, yay, last of the wine. Thank you. But anyway, so so that all happens. And right, they, so he decides to not kill him, but not but yet, save him. Just, like, drop him in the river. And river and no, he does pull him out of the river, but then he, like, falls down and ends up on the back of Pacha's cart, of all the people. Mm-hmm. In a bag, unconscious. And right. Pacha doesn't notice. This, like, addition of a llama. Maybe when he fell into... Maybe when he... <laughs> well, Pacha's got other things on his mind, so right. I have to give him that. that his, his village is going to be destroyed. Maybe when it fell, it, like, bounced another container of, like, wheat or whatever out. Yeah. And so the overall weight of his cart is the same. Maybe. I don't know. But they didn't, anyway, sh- they didn't show it. <laughs> but Pacha ends up taking him back to his village where he wakes up. Mm-hmm. And Pacha's kind of talking to his wife and him and Han about what's going on. He doesn't want to tell her. He's trying to kind of figure out how to get out of it. Right, right. And then, like, Emperor Llama wakes up and is like, what the hell? You kidnapped me. You kidnapped me and turned me into a llama. Meanwhile, Pacha's freaking you. out because he's like, talking demon llama. Right, it's not okay. None and of then, this is okay. But, like, what proceeds to happen is then, like, they hatch this plan where Pacha's like, all right, listen, I will take you back to the palace, but you got to promise you're not going to turn my house into your summer house. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only thing I want out of this. If not, you're on your own. Good luck with the pumas later. Or jaguars. Right. There's lots of pumas. Pumas in the sandbox. That's, like, funny to one person in this whole world. But, like, <laughs> that's all right. Thing. We'll explore that later. Um, but, anyway, jaguars actually are down there is mm-hmm. what they say. And he's like, all right, fine. I'll help you. You help me. We'll get out of this. It'll be great. Right. And and he doesn't suspect Yzma at all. He was yeah. like, his plan is that we'll go back and we'll have Yzma turn me back with her little secret lab and everything will be great. And it's because he's so oblivious to the fact that he's... That he treats people like garbage. Yeah. And that he that they should legit hate him for valid reasons. Mm-hmm. So he... There's... Yeah, he's he's an idiot. But he, um, meanwhile, Yzma is talking to Kronk. He's like, so you did kill him, right? And he's like, uh, define kill him. He's dead. You saw him die. No. <laughs> like, this is the whole thing. She's like, oh, fuck. We got to go find that little fucker. Right, because they had already, like, staged a whole funeral. And yeah. been like, his dying wish was that I would rule. And his dead. And everybody's like, yeah, we're cool with that because that dude was an ass. <laughs> like, seems fine. Seems, seems legit. cool. Like, you're kind of a douche, but, like... Whatever. Legit, that guy was an ass. We'll, we'll just... It doesn't matter. No, it is it a lot of us to not care. We're, we have horrible yeah, rulers. We have, yeah, we have, we have so little power. And, you know, it doesn't really mad, matter. New boss, same as the old boss, whatever. Right. Paint well, everything purple and move on with life. Right. So. But she figures out that Kronk didn't actually kill him, so they've got to go find him. And instead of firing Kronk. Again, bad henchmen are hard <laughs> to find. She makes him, like integral in the plan to recapture him granted integral means like she's she he is wearing her like a backpack right and running literally and running, running through, through the, the jungle. jungle to find him meanwhile they're like so the emperor and pacha are starting to head back towards the towards the, the castle but castle yeah. pass the palace thing palace. while they're heading back and like it's just kind of this like buddy cop like and they meet hijinks and sue yeah they meet in a restaurant 
Yeah, and there's a whole scene where Krog ends up taking over the short order cook restaurant. Right, first of all, they're all eating bugs. That's like a thing they're all eating. Giant bugs. Yeah, really big, really giant, like the size of a dinner plate. Um, they're only like trilobites, because I'm from Ohio, and that's maybe, just what I think. Maybe they are trilobites. And then uh, they dress up the llama. Okay, instead of tying up the llama outside. And just with, like getting a t- with like the doggy bag or something. Yeah, and been like, oh shit. Like, we're getting this to go. They dress up the, the llama, llama like a woman. Like a woman. It, with a wig and, like, a hat. And then the waitress is oddly Jewish. <laughs> the waitress is, like, every uh, caricature of, like, a New York Jewish waitress. At one point, she literally says Mazel Tov. She's in Mesoamerica. She <laughs> Like, either this is strong evidence for, like, the lost tribes of Israel being oh. in America, like the Mormons have always said like they are. Like, the Mormons have always said it. They built boats and sailed to America. Yeah. God damn it. There you are. They were right. Yeah. Or else. Or else. It's <laughs> just some lazy writing, and it was funny. Yeah. But yeah. Krog gets up, like, taken over, and, like, there's this whole moment where they cross over, and then, like... Oh my gosh! Like David Spade gets really pissy and angry because he doesn't feel like Posh is taking Posh's him back. Fault. Yeah, he thinks that maybe Posh is involved in the whole conspiracy because he doesn't see that Isma could be it, and so he like gets all pissy and like bails on him. Yeah, and there's a point at which Posh is like, "Look, you're the emperor, right? Yeah. Like, if you just go and die in the." And the thing, no one else knew about your plans. Like, my problems are solved. Like, you're I'm, the one who needs me, fucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so, I'm just a good person. <laughs> and so, and so, like, that's what ends up being the moment where, like, the, like, they split from each other and the llama ends up, you know, the emperor ends up, like, kind of sulking in the rain as a llama. And he's trying, like, it's he's really like, weird. He's like, see, it was everybody else's fault. And, and, then like, and then also him in the voiceover is like, no, asshole. Like, you're an asshole. Everyone sees that you're an asshole now. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. You can't blame this on him. He's just trying to help you out. And, like, there's, and that's, like, the moment that, like, it kind of turns. Right. And David Spade has a heart of gold. Right, he starts arguing with himself. The asshole with a heart of gold, David it's Spade. It's true, it's true. Meanwhile, Yzma and Kronk are still trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And there's like this whole weird pursuit, and I love the fact that in this pursuit, um, they're trying to race back because they realize Yzma is trying to kill him, but right. she's got the secret lab with the formula that can maybe change so, it back. So, so they're trying they to get have there. To get back to the lab before Yzma and Kronk get back to the lab. And so they're racing, and like there's like this whole montage. At one the point, the map, the map montage, the map montage, and at one point, Kronk and Yzma get struck by lightning and like fall. And, like, fall into, like, this giant river and they're not supposed to be there. Or they're not, like, they're way behind as as um, Pacha and the Emperor get to the place. And they turn around the corner and they get into the place and they're like, ha, we got there first! And then there's, like, Kronk and Yzma standing there. And they're like, wait! How'd you get here How'd you us? get there first? And Kronk, like, has the map. He's like, yeah, by all accounts, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> And it's like this great little... Excellent lampshading. It's like this great lampshading, fourth wall breaking moment where Kronk's is like, yeah, yeah, wait a minute. Like, it doesn't make sense. I'm trying to figure this out. And 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 then the guards come in and Yzma turns them into different random animals. Right, right. And then... Uh, which gives rise to my favorite quote, which is, I got turned into a cow. Can I go home? And like, yeah, yeah, you may be excused. Anybody else? Now yeah, we're I'm good. good. There, there's one dude's like an octopus. And right, like, or like, yeah, some kind of sea creature. Also, we will never see these guards turned back into humans. Never. And we like, don't care about that. They're unresolved because Mesoamerica was brutal. Right, right. And, and the, the working class means nothing. I mean, it started, this movie started with the Emperor literally throwing people out of windows. Fair, because they threw off his groove. Because they threw off his groove. Like a, a tiny, frail old man. Out a window. What? I think it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, but uh, for a frail old person. Yes, a little frail old person thrown out a window because they threw off the emperor's groove. So, yeah, it's not it's not a subtle movie, right? But anyway, so like, there's this whole and then there's this whole like hijinks 
where the Emperor is, like, trying different bottles that they stole from the lab. Right. And then and also Yzma is trying different well, she gets, bottles. So she gets kind of, like, bombed with a bottle and turned into... Ooh, nice Does she one. start out as a cat? Well, a she gets baby kitten? No, she goes through a whole bunch of different iterations. And he goes through a whole bunch of different iterations. And eventually, like, at one point he's like, Yeah, I'm a llama again! And then, like, she gets turned into something and she's cackling and proud of like what's become and it turns out she's like this little fluffy kitten but she's very like, cute. Le- legit they i think they reuse some of the same like frames of animation from fantasia with the like mountain demon oh yeah no like, like shuranabog i think is his name well yeah. and i but do, turns I out do love that kitten. no matter how evil you are when you've been turned into a kitten you can't do the maniacal laughter she's like is this my voice <laughs> It's so fantastic. But also, kudos to whoever turned Eartha Kit into a cat. Right. Like. That was a nice, a nice uh, work. Well done. But so, and there's this whole thing where there's only like one vial of turn you back into a human potion. Right. And right. her and the emperor are trying to get it. Yeah, her and Kuzgar are both fighting over it. It's like rolling. Yeah, and... He has to have Pasha help him. Mm-hmm. And Pasha's such a good guy, he helps him. Right. And they get to it first, and now Yzma's stuck as a cat. And, like, it's it's kind of, like, as as frantic and weird as it sounds, it totally works. It actually, mm-hmm. like, this whole movie... Well, that part, there's a bunch of callbacks to, like, uh, Pasha and... Cusco's like adventures, like how they got out of the waterfall thing, yeah, and how they like, like whatever helped each other out earlier. The, all those experiences built into a right. series of events that let where, them... where Pasha helps the emperor, and then the emperor leaves him high and dry, like over and over and over again, like yes. four times. <laughs> but at any rate, so they end up with the formula, and they end up turning back into the thing. Leaving right. Yzma as a cat, and now the Emperor's back in power. Uh-huh. And the question is, like... Now what? Now what? And so, he's an asshole. We've established that repeatedly. Right. Check. And then he's like, hey, sorry about being an asshole. You know, by the way, like, your mounds weren't that great. Your your village wasn't that awesome. I don't think I want to build my, my summer home there. And Pasha's like, you know, there's an empty hill just like... Next like, one, over. like one hell over. Yeah, I mean, you might want to look at that place. And so the kind of end credits with Tom Jones singing over the top is that that the Emperor has built like a real like modest... a very modest summer home. Summer home out there, and the two of them are now able to enjoy each and other. They're like hilltop neighbor water slide buddies. Yeah, there's a water slide involved. Meanwhile, he's still a cat, and she's... There's a whole thing where, like, there was a... She's, like, a Cub Scout, but it's, like, they learned to... Yeah, okay, so Pacha's kids... Yeah. ...are... Junior Woodchuck? Junior something. Something. No, Woodchucks is... Junior Woodchucks is the DuckTales thing. I don't know, but it might be. Yeah. Um, And they are learning Squirrel. Right. How does the squirrel fit into the movie? Because um, at one point they're looking for the llama and Yzma's oh, yeah. mean to the squirrel, but then... And uh, is like, don't be mean to the squirrel, you can ask him for directions. And he's just like, the fuck, you cannot talk to the squirrel. And Krog is like, squeak, squeak on the squeak, squeakity. And, and the squirrel's like, I'm not going to be nice to you if you're going to like tell that mean lady. He's like, he's demanding an apology. <laughs> and she's like... Fuck me, I'm not going to apologize to a goddamn squirrel. I am Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Legit. And he's like, okay, well, can you stand like 50, can you, can you move a little bit farther away so you can talk to me? And she moves a little farther away and he looks at the squirrel, she's like, uh-uh. he's like farther. So like, it's kind of a staff that there's like some sort of Cub Scout organization that talks to squirrels. Right. There is a Cub Scout organization. They have like uniforms and merit badges. It's a whole thing. And they talk to squirrels. They speak squirrel. There are squirrel classes. But in the end credits of this, like, the song pauses and you see Krog leading this org in learning squirrel. And the squirrel is there and 
He's making and the eavesdrop. cat is there, and the kids like Pachi's really kids are there. Why that's all happening? Why does the cat have to learn to speak squirrel? I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't Sherry speak English? Who the fuck knows? Does she speak cat now that she's a cat? Is she bilingual? Arguably, the llama didn't speak llama, so I'm no, gonna say nay. She only speaks. Wouldn't it be way more useful for her to learn to speak cat? I would feel so. <laughs> But it's a cute little, rather, like, debut mom than, moment. Rather than jumping species. Where she's getting her comeuppance, and, and now Kronk is in charge. And right, and learning The smartest and most competent squirrel. person in her group. And then it ends. And, it, like, you know, it's not a bad film. No, it's very watchable. Like, it's funny, though, that, like, it was a complete failure of a Disney film that mm-hmm. resulted in a good one. Whereas, like... Pocahontas and a Hunchback of Notre Dame just like chugged along. Yeah, and so many yes people who were like, this is great! Like, I don't know why this one failed and worked where the other ones worked and failed. Right, right. But it's fantastic. So, I actually really enjoy it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I really enjoy it. So, what did we learn? Uh, We learned some squeak, squeakum, squeak, squeakum stuff for squirrel speak. Right. Uh, It's impossible to laugh maniacally as a kitten. That's no true. No matter how evil you are deep down inside your heart. David Spade might actually be an asshole with a heart of gold. Might. Might be. But. He should get some new business cards. Let's say. That's rede- fair. Redeemable asshat. Um. I don't know. Like, it was kind of. It, as much as it's a good film, it is not a particularly. I mean. Moral film. To, to be fair. During this particular viewing, I don't think I watched it at all. I, I watched was, very little. I was busy uh, folding clothes and calling my mom and doing a bunch of other stuff. And I was actually editing and uploading <laughs> our, our previous week's episode, so, so you're welcome for I mean, that. Speaking of phoning it in. Yeah, so we didn't watch this one as much, but like... But I've seen it so many times. So many times. It's such a great film, though. Like, every time it's on, like, I don't... It's not don't one of those ones... Like... Like, there are certain movies our kids pick, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. But, like, this one is like, oh, okay. Yeah, this oh, is I'm watchable in. and enjoyable for the I'm most in. part. Yeah. Uh, a glass of, glass of wine or beer or three, and I'm fine. Right. But it's fine. Um, yeah. So. I don't know what else we could learn. Be nice to anthropomorphic llamas. They might be your emperor they in disguise. They might be your emperor in disguise. Be nice to John Goodman, because, I mean, like... Be nice to your employees, even the ones who are trying to kill you. Maybe especially the ones who are trying to kill you. That's a fair... That's always a good lesson. Right? Like, don't be an asshole to the people you work. Do you have a secret lab at your work that you could... (laughs) (laughs) That's not a no. I don't have a secret lab. Oh, okay. You have a legit lab. It's It's the lab. I just have a lab. But that's fine. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It's not really a great moral lesson, but... Yeah. Anyway, so, that's good. Oh, we forgot about the whole part where Eartha and Kronk show up at Pacha's house with with the oh. pregnant wife and their two kids. Yes. And uh, Cusco's like, uh, those guys are pretty hardcore. Do you think your, your family will be okay? And like, they'll be fine. <laughs> and they proceed to, like, just destroy them right they show up like i'm your like dad's cousin's great niece like whatever once removed and they're like that seems like crazy i don't think you're his aunt i think you're more like his great 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 aunt i forgot about all that that was fantastic and they like end up like locking them in a closet, but like and like take Pacha the just like come back and be like, hey, listen, I don't these know people, who... these people are bad news. You need to stall them so we can get I can get this anthropomorphic talking mama out of the neighborhood, which somehow like his right. wife is just his like, wife takes cool. it all in stride. She is just like wife of the year. First yep. of all, she's like eight months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, she's super pregnant. She's so pregnant, and instead of being like. Instead of going on, like, hormonal rage, which I would have done, truly, like, mm-hmm. I remember myself being very lovely while pregnant, but I'm sure that's not the case. No comment. And, um, yeah, instead of, like, flying off the handle, she's like, we got this, no problem. So her and her children manage to, like, lock them in a closet. Yeah. And, like, take off take off the whole doorknob. Yeah. 
And she's like, are you sure? Jiggle the handle. I can't find the handle. Also, like, when did Mesoamerica get doorknobs? Like, legit doorknobs. I thought... For the record, Abraham Lincoln probably never used a doorknob. Right? Right? This was a very advanced civilization. (laughs) They invented zero. They had doorknobs. Like... They could turn people into llamas. Deuces. Like... But, like, no. But, like, that is something that... I do feel some familiarity with because if I told our kids to be like, you need to stall this person and keep them in our house indefinitely, like legitimately our kids could probably stall them in a polite, like but awkward way. <laughs> like our youngest would just ask them questions and right, ask so them. So tell pl- me about your life. And like, tell me about you. And, and just keep them like occupied in a way that would make it hard for them to leave. Truly. Truly. He'd be like, tell me about yourself. And they'd be like, oh here's my evil plan. They're like, that sounds fascinating. Tell me more about it. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. But anyway, so it would be it would be awesome. And our kids are, are hilarious and I think that was that was a But they end up like tar and feathering them and like sending them down into the side of the hill. I don't know where they go after the tarring and feathering. But that's like Tar, like one kid is here up at the top and it's like tar, and one kid is like feathers and like something else and something else, and they keep like, like. Like the kids physically should not be able to do what they do, but it's beautiful and they do it, mm-hmm. which again I relate to because I'm like, how did you. How did you get a sock off? You have your shoes on. Yeah, like my kids routinely <laughs> break physics like that, so. This makes no sense. <laughs> I just, have my shoes, just... I just can't find my socks. <laughs> you had your socks on! Why did you take your shoes off? I didn't take my shoes off, but I can't find my socks. Did you have your socks off when we left? Yes. I know. I don't know. It's breaking my head. In case you can't tell, this is literally a conversation we've had. So, anyway, our kids are insane, and I love kids, but also I hate, like, the weird things that happen. Yeah, they do some crazy shit. So, anyway. What else did we learn? Anything? I don't think we learned anything. So. All right. Well... I think that's it then. Are so, we good on time? Ah, we're good enough. I don't enough, know how I long think. we are. I have no concept of time. It's not like this podcast. <laughs> it's real regimented. <laughs> no, no, it's not. We're fine, but we're we're right, right there. So, all right. Okay. Well, well that's all I got uh, to say. I guess you can follow us on the social media because we have social media. Yeah, which I can't. Which remember. we don't do. I have become the drunk parent during this conversation. <laughs> so basically, it's just like Google designated parent. And, like, start looking for us. us. We'll find us. Um, Yeah. Occasionally we post drink recipes. Yeah. And, um... I did have, like, a Twitter follower, like, correct a factual... Yes! So... We're we're here for your factual corrections, uh, oh, Twitter. We are going to do, like, a factual corrections, like... You can add us. ...episode. Probably nothing will happen, but you'll feel right, and that's enough. Yeah, that's what the internet's for, feeling right, <laughs> even if you're not even right. Even if you're not right. But truly, I don't know anything, so you can feel free to correct me. I don't know very many things. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I got for now. Yeah, plus I like to learn. It's always interesting. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, on that note, mm-hmm. so, um, have a great week i'll maybe catch you next week i don't know it's gonna be kind of a rough week for us to record stuff but uh hopefully we'll get it done and um please parent responsibly please parent responsibly